Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Rocks Pile Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Kevin Henry and Noah Yingling. And welcome into the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. I'm Noah Yingling, one of the co experts of Rocks Pile, and I am two feet away from my friend and fellow co expert. Kevin Henry. Hey, Noah. We are in Chicago together. Go figure, huh? We travel. We do. We travel. We get out there. It's a uh, start of a three-city, nine-game road trip for those Rockies. And obviously, we're going to talk a lot about what we saw last night at Wrigley Field, as well as maybe what's to come. And after the break, a, a good talk with our old friend Taylor McGregor formerly of AT&T Sportsnet uh, with the Rockies, now Marquee Sports Network here with the Cubs. Yeah, and with traveling, I mean, I've been to Cincinnati and Milwaukee. Yep. And you happened to see the Road Rockies yesterday. Yep. Because we're recording this on Tuesday. And what did I tell you? I told you in the press box, don't start writing anything to the eighth inning, at least. Yep. Because the Rockies' road bullpen, uh, really the Rockies' bullpen, would blow it. Sure enough. Now, granted, the Rockies' bullpen has been better. It's starting, if you exclude Sunday, where they were not great, and you exclude Monday, from August 1st through this past Saturday, the bullpen actually had an ERA of 399 in that span, which is... Hell of a lot better than it was before. Yep. But the last two games, they've kind of fallen apart. And they'll hope to kind of regain their traction a little bit on Tuesday. Yeah, let's talk about Chasheen last night, the 12 straight balls, a lot of issues. But let's talk about our sponsor first before we get into that. Yeah. And that's our friends from Manscaped. And attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, even here in the Windy City. Do we have a grooming problem? 
Well, if so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D and the number 20. For your out-of-world experience, look no further than the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped that has just taken off not only here in the U.S., but Canada, the U.K., across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and yes, Noah, even Singapore. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D and the number 20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. And a big thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring our podcast. But before we spoke about them, we were talking about the bullpen. And... I mean, especially if you look in the last few weeks, you look at the top eight or ten teams, they're all playoff contenders. You look overall on the season at bullpens. And as we all know, you and I especially, the Rockies' bullpen has not been great in the last four or five years. You look at this year, ERAs of bullpens. Number one, Tampa, playoffs. Number two, San Diego, at least close to the playoffs. San Francisco, Giants, Yankees, Cleveland, Oakland, Milwaukee. Then you actually hit a outlier in Miami. Boston, Houston, Seattle, Mets, White Sox, Blue Jays. Those are your, that's your top half. With the exception of one or two of them, they're all playoff contenders. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's really a big surprise that you know you've got to have a good bullpen to shut things down. We learned last night, we've learned numerous times this season, what happens whenever a bullpen can't hold the other team down. And the unfortunate thing is you and I have talked about on the podcast and so many Rockies fans have talked about throughout the season is that there aren't a lot of choices for Bud Black at times. We yeah. know that you know Daniel Bard has had up and down moments. We also know that Daniel Bard has not had a clean inning for quite some time. Uh, you know, uh, there's always traffic on base, it seems like, for the Rockies' closer. Uh, you know, Chasheen had, as Bud mentioned last night, you were on the call afterwards uh, while I was rewriting the game story. But that I told you not to write the I first know, place. I know, I know. <laughs> but, but, you know, Bud did mention he's exactly right, that Chasheen's actually been one of the more reliable arms for the Rockies this season. And to watch him throw 12 straight balls to open up that inning, uh, it was just mind-blowing, to be, to be honest. I mean, we thought we knew all the ways that the Rockies might be able to drop a game on the road. But what Chasheen did last night, and then Estevez, you know, unfortunately, thought he was going to shut the door. Uh, but you've got Hermosillo with his first double of the season. And uh, I believe only his second hit of the season. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you and I were sitting there in the press box with two outs, and I think we kind of looked at each other like, this is just setting up 
not well for the Rockies, knowing how Hermosillo had not had much success, and yet here he comes and, and just drills the double in the left field. And uh, I won't say who it is, but there was a, a former player that was in the cafeteria of the press box where I was actually on with Bud Black, and he said, you know, it's really hard to throw 12 straight pitches for balls, especially when you're in the major leagues. Yeah, and, and, and the worry is, of course, you know, Chashin is a veteran, so you would think, well, he'll be able to come back from that, and, and hopefully next, star, next time that Bud needs him, that's not sticking there in the psyche or anything else. But, again, let's go back to the fact that, and you wrote about this over the weekend, Lucas Gilbreth has been, for the most part, a breath of fresh air this year. He yeah. had some issues on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what stood out to me last night is, because you wrote the article on Gilbreth right before he had a couple of big walks. The Rockies had some big walks on Sunday before they left Coors Field to come yeah. here. And then those walks jumped right back up yesterday. So I'm hoping that that's not a troubling trend all of a sudden that's popping up. And two with Chassin, how Bud Black mentioned how he's been one of their most reliable relievers. Last 14 outings, ERA 102. That's pretty reliable. Now, that was before last night, of course. Yeah. But opponents were hitting 143 against them with an on-base of 239. So, and if you go even longer, if you go back to June 12th, which that's his last 19 outings, that's an ERA of 146 before last night. So it's not like he's had long-standing issues because he's actually been pitching pretty well. It's just as much as uh, Bud Black uh, says it, I think it applies there with that game. That's baseball. Sometimes it happens. It it sometimes does. And... You know, I was at spring training when Ryan Castellani all of a sudden could not find the strike zone at all. Yeah. And it was hard to watch. Now, that's a completely different thing, I know. But I will tell you, sitting in the press box at Wrigley Field last night, it was hard to watch Chasheen throw the ball and know that it wasn't just a ball, but it wasn't close Yeah, to many of the pitches. Yeah. And then they brought in Estevez, and yeah, bases loaded nobody out. And I mean, you honestly... the. The best you could have asked for is to have the lead. And the second best thing you could ask for was get out of there with the tie. Yeah. And he got out of there with the tie. He did. You know, and, and the Rockies dodged, uh, you know, I wrote about this in the game story that, yes, was rewritten. But, you know, <laughs> but the Rockies, Sensatella had gotten out of a, a bases loaded jam with only one run right before that. Yeah. So the Rockies had kind of been playing with fire the last couple of innings before everything started to fall apart. Yeah. And and the unfortunate thing is, again, as we've stated, uh, you know, the road Rockies have found different ways to lose games. Last night, the offense actually started good. And while a lot of the things will be pointed toward the bullpen and, and everything that happened in the later innings, you know, Noah, you and I were talking about the Rockies had five hits after the first inning, and only one was for extra bases. So there was no offensive threat, really, after that first inning. And I, if I remember correctly, they didn't walk any either. So it's not like they they had, oh, two runners on or something like that, or even bases loaded. It was just a lot of scattered hits. Yeah. 
and that and that's the problem there because like bud black said post game he said it was quote really encouraging the first inning especially against the nl wins leader and kyle hendricks which that's something you wouldn't think of especially with the cubs on pace for nearly 100 losses because the cubs actually have a worse record than the rockies yeah and the cubs at home they lost, I think, 13. They lost 13 in a row before last night. And yep. 13 in a row at home. Yeah, at home. And but, but Kyle Hendricks was leading the NL in wins. So, especially with the Road Rockies, three runs first inning. Oh, okay, they're well on their way. Second inning hits and nothing. Yeah. And, and that's the... The thing is that this Cubs bullpen is not exactly a, shall we say, a dynamo. Yeah. Um, but they looked like it last night, and unfortunately the Rockies' offense went back into the shell that we've seen at times whenever this team goes on the road. And to start a nine-game road trip that's going to take you two, including three with the Dodgers, uh, after an off day on Thursday... This is going to be something that we're going to look and say, what can the Rockies do to bounce back? And I think it starts tonight with Herman Marquez on the mound. Yeah. And speaking of on the mound, Antonio Sensatella, he, he had a pretty good start. Went six innings, only gave up one run. Since returning from the COVID IL, he has an ERA of 380, which has definitely been an improvement. Yeah. Problem is, he's giving up a little bit too many hits, 290 opponent batting average, but at least he's been stranding them. Like yesterday, he allowed five hits, but only one scored. So he, he, and I think I mentioned this either on the last episode of the podcast, if not that one, previous one, I would be interested to see if he would be able to build on the few starts that he had that were good. Yeah. And that he did last night. But yeah, with. With Marquez, like, for example, when I was in Cincinnati, he kind of had a rough outing there. Yep. But really, he's been pretty consistent most of the year. Occasional duds, San Francisco being another place, because for whatever reason, the Rockies cannot pitch there. But overall, I mean, he's been pretty good with the exception of that start in San Francisco recently. He his last start in San Diego, six and a third, or against San Diego, I should say, six and a third, three runs. Then there was the San Francisco start. Previous start before that was against the Marlins, six innings, and he did not allow a run. Yeah, and of course, Ramon is coming off the the diarrhea game. You know that that was the uh, the and got a lot of traction on social media. Absolutely. <laughs> And forgive the pun, he was the butt of the jokes uh, for, for quite some time. Uh, so I'm sure Marquez will be glad to get out on the mound tonight and get all that, uh, hopefully, in the, in the rearview mirror. Uh, Noah and I will be at Wrigley Field tonight uh, and tomorrow, as the, uh, uh, again, recording this on Tuesday. Uh, then we will both take off uh, the Dodgers series, but Noah will be in Texas as the Rangers uh, and Rockies tangle. Um, so Noah, I, hey, I think it's about time we get to our friend Taylor McGregor after the break, but anything you want to add before we, uh, shoot it over to Taylor, uh, outside of the, uh, Chicago, uh, noise here. Texas, and a new ballpark off my list. Yep. Yep. That would be very cool. Be yeah. anxious to hear about that. So after the break, uh, a good conversation at Wrigley Field with our friend Taylor McGregor. Taylor talks about the difference between the Cubs and the Rockies. 
the opening in McGregor Square, and a lot more. So stick with us here on the Rocks Pile, Rockies Report. So Kevin Henry here on the Rocks Pile, Rockies Report, talking to our friend Taylor McGregor, now with Marquee Sports. How are you? Good, how are you? This is so fun. I'm so glad that you're going to be here. Glad, and... to, glad to be in Chicago. It's not a bad place to be, right? Yeah, Home for you? Uh, home Denver, but I uh, grew up a Cubs fan. Okay, so, grew up a Cubs fan. I knew yeah, there was some connection. Exactly, That's right. Okay. Know, WGM okay. piped in. Okay, yes, okay. You know. That's what it is. So <laughs> returning back to your fandom. So you're, this is your workplace now. What yeah. is it like to work at Wrigley Field? What's this place like? Yeah, it's special. I mean, it really is. Um, to be able to play day games on Fridays and have, you know, all, we, all weekend games are day games. And, and just the different schedule that that brings. But being able to work here in a literal federal landmark now and just so much history it's crazy it's 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 amazing i always told people wrigley field is my favorite visiting ballpark to go to so to be able to call this home now is um it's a dream come true and the fans here are great um it's a great city Uh, of course i miss denver all the time but it's a uh, it's a really good spot to be Cubs fans are used to winning, and all of a sudden this has kind of been a tough year. What's it been like for this fan base, and what are you kind of hearing? Yeah, it's been hard. I mean, I think when you trade away the core that brought you your first championship in 108 years, everybody is going to be a little gut-punched, you know? But sports are nostalgic, and it's hard to move on from those good times, and I understand that. But also I think you understand that it was it was going to happen, and there were things that needed to change. I mean, you look at what this offense has done the last couple of years, and you heard Theo Epstein say it in 2018, the offense was broke. So they needed to find a way to change things up and to, to build the next great Cubs team because what happened after 2016 wasn't what people expected. They wanted to get back to the World Series and then win another World Series, and with that core, they hadn't been able to do so again. So it was time to change things up, and I think people understand that, and Cubs fans are very smart. They... Um, they read about the team, they watch every single game, and so I think for the most part they understand that. They knew that this was coming, but that doesn't make it any less challenging um, because I said just from that pure nostalgic standpoint and and the fact that those guys did bring you that championship that will forever be remembered here and one of the greatest in the history of all sports. Sure, absolutely. What's it been like building Marquee? I mean, this has been a big a big thing for you to become a part of. What, what's that been like for you personally? Yeah, I had no idea what to expect when launching a network. I had sort of been involved with the launch of the SEC network in college, but I was a student. I was I was not one of their main reporters or anything. I just kind of saw it from afar. So I didn't really know what to expect. And of course, you add in the pandemic, and there's a whole set of challenges that came with that. But I've been so impressed with the way that not only Marquee, but the entire industry has really just pivoted and found way, new ways of doing things. It's been incredible. Um, I think Marquee has been awesome because they're not afraid to invest in the product and make it the best that it can be for Cubs fans. I mean, we were the first um, tell or first baseball broadcast to use the Megalodon cameras that have now become famous in the NFL, the NBA, they were used at the Masters. And so, you know, the fact that we tried things like that and made them fit into our broadcast has been really special to just kind of be a part of that. And um, from my growth standpoint in general, they've been so helpful of me, helping me grow, um, you know, giving me opportunities, helping me do things. Some things work, some things don't. But just to be able to give in that luxury of trying is, is awesome. Bud Black, David Ross. Personalities different. Oh similar. my gosh. Yeah. Well, they're both awesome. I really tell people all the time I was so thankful for 
two of the managers that I dealt with my you know first couple of years in Major League Baseball and um, you know Rossi has been so good to me and he's so much fun hilarious uh, I don't know if his baseball stories quite compare to Bud Black I always felt like Bud had some pretty interesting and epic <laughs> stories so maybe I'll have to tell Rossi he needs to step up his game there a little bit but no they've both been awesome um, and, and special in their in each way and I'm, I'm very thankful for the way that they treat people not just me but everybody they come into contact with it makes everybody's job better when the people you deal with are kind and understanding and um, professional. And what was it like coming back to Denver this time? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun to see everybody and to kind of, you know, reminisce on all the memories that I had there, not just working, but growing up there. Uh, I'm, I'm, that will always be home to me in a different way, and I'm so thankful for the Montforts and everybody in that front office who have poured into me since I was a little girl and um, who did so much for my family through really challenging times and so it'll always hold a special place in my heart and I felt that going back there, there there's no doubt about that um, I, I wasn't expecting how almost challenging it was to try to work and visit yeah. with a million different people I did I felt like I didn't even get to see everybody I wanted to see because it was like I was pulled in a million different directions and I'm like oh my gosh I still have to work I still have to do my job here so um, I can't wait to go back next year to see even more people because, like I said, I, I it felt like I didn't get to see everybody, but it was awesome being back. No, I was going to say hi to you. Yeah, there's a line. You know? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, but it was just, uh, you, you know, you want to spend time with people and kind of really go, oh, how are you? Sure, but there's just not enough hours in the day to do that and uh, do your job. So. And did you get a chance to walk around from McGregor Square? I've got to ask. Yeah, okay. yeah, that was awesome. I uh, had coffee there with Jenny Kavnar, which was, was super fun. I had gone back for the grand opening, but there were still some pieces that hadn't been quite opened up yet. And I got to go back for the All-Star game, too. So that was just a few okay. weeks before the Cubs went back. And it was awesome to see that place come alive. I mean, Dick Montfort did an amazing job with that. All credit to him and, and his vision there. So it was awesome. I've got to admit, every time I take the train into Denver and walk to Coors, it's so different to walk through. It's just a very special place, and that's got to be cool for you. Yeah, you know, what Denver has done around the city since it first, since Coors Field first, first opened is crazy. I mean, I remember my parents talking about when they first built that, it wasn't the best neighborhood. You really didn't spend time down there other than going to Rockies games. And now it's the place to be, and everything that they continue to add around the ballpark is amazing. And, of course, McGregor Square kind of tops it all off and makes that place so desirable for every baseball fan. It's special, man. I, I love that place. And I can't wait to go back this offseason and spend a lot of time there in the winter because that's what's cool. Even when there's no baseball games going on, you still feel like you can go there and enjoy it. What What did you want people to know about your dad who didn't know? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Um, I get asked this a lot now by some friends and um, people who I'm really close to now, my boyfriend who never got to know him, and they always ask, you know, what, what was he like? And I just say he... Um, he made everybody feel like a somebody, and he always valued people more than he valued his personal agenda, and that's hard. Um, I think everybody, myself included, attempts to do that, but there's a difference between attempting and an execution of that, and I'm the first one to admit I, I do not succeed in that every day like I would like to, and I felt like he was a man who truly, every single day, it was about other people first, and um, that's 
rare to find in a leadership role, I think. Um, somebody who just put his own self-ego and um, his own self-want to the side to better everybody else. And, um, and that's just one of many, many things that I would like to share, but that's kind of something that I tell a lot of people is just the way that he made everybody else feel. Yeah, so cool to have the square over there and be able to see that. Last question for you. It's a tough one. Wind blowing out at Wrigley versus Coors. Oh, gosh. Which, which is, which is more, more of a hitter's court? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know, it, it, they play different. Um, I think homers, I would actually say wind blowing out here, you're more likely to hit a homer. But what people, and you know this, but I yeah. think the, the vast majority of baseball fans who don't follow games at Coors Field regularly, they think homer. Sure. And it's not the homer there, it's the extra base hit because the outfield's so big. And so that's where Coors Field's always going to win is the doubles and the triples. But I think wind blowing out here at Wrigley, I think the homers actually might be more prevalent. Taylor, thanks so much. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, it was so great catching up. Thanks for (laughs) making the time for me. You betcha. So our thanks to our friend Taylor McGregor for joining us. Uh, always good to see her. Always good to see her, uh, you know, smiling and in, in a good new work environment, too. Yeah. And this year, obviously, for the Cubs, it's been a difficult year. But last year, they made it to the playoffs. I, most people thought they wouldn't be as good this year. But most people also didn't think they would be this bad. No. No, I, I think if you had told everybody before the year the fire sale the Cubs would have had, you know, and as Taylor Taylor alluded to in our interview, it was going to happen. It was just a matter of when. And I think Cubs fans are still obviously holding on to that World Series title as they well should. But uh, you know, unfortunately, as as we know in the Rockies Nation as well, things change as do lineups quite often. So well, and the thing I know I mentioned it to you last night at the press box. If you would have told any Cubs fan at the beginning of the year, let alone last year, okay, we're going to submit a lineup card, and Patrick Wisdom is going to be our best player in that lineup, they would have told you what the hell happened. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure enough, yeah. he was hitting cleanup for them. And then, of course, Rockies legend Rafael Ortega was leading off, and then he had the walk-off homer. Yep. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, Wisdom uh, was featured on the Field of Dreams promo for next year when the Cubs and Reds take off for Iowa and do that. So, strange times indeed here in the Windy City. Yeah, especially because, I mean, you'll look, I'm looking at their roster right now. Wilson Contreras, IL. Rizzo, gone. David Bodie's hitting sub-200. Baez, gone. Wisdom is there. Jack Peterson, gone. Ian Happ, 195 hitter. Jason Hayward, 197 hitter. Honestly, right now, their best offensive player with more than 100 uh, plate appearances on the year is Rafael Ortega. That tells you something. (laughs) Well, Ortega was the man last night, and had it not been for Ryan McMahon's spectacular uh, defensive play, Ortega would have had a heck of a game last night. Yeah. Just saying. So... Uh, well, Noah and I will be back at Wrigley Field uh, tonight, uh, again, Tuesday night, uh, as well as Wednesday day. We encourage you to follow us at RocksPileFS on Twitter. New content every day on the site, uh, including uh, while we're here in Chicago, some exclusives coming up. Uh, Noah, let's get back out to the north side. What do you say? As long as it's not as humid as it was last night. <laughs> well, no guarantees there, but we know one thing. As always, we say, hey, go Rockies.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.